Welcome to RPG Cast episode 600! So, on top of being episode 600, it's our 14th anniversary. Yep. Woo! So, the RPG Cast officially kicked off on Saturday, September 11th, 2007. Let me tell you what we've got lined up for you today for this special anniversary show. We have Anne-Marie Privetier here with us. Wait, that might actually not have been a Saturday. I think that was back when we were recording on like a Wednesday night or something. Yeah, early on it would have been. Yep. Kelly Ryan. Hello. Josh Carpenter. Hey there. I'm Chris Privetier. We're going to go through what we've been playing. We're going to talk about feedback. We're going to cover some news and some new releases, some new game releases that are coming out this week. Recap the editorials on RPGamer.com, and then we're going to sign off because we have nothing special. Just nothing. Like, oh my gosh, doing a special episode. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> you don't come to us for that, do you? Oh, you do. Um, I mean, you you have a former fan in me. I owe you at episode one thousand, maybe. <laughs> eh. I, I think by that point I'll be a senile and in a retirement home. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will give you a normal show at least, so that's good. And we've been more consistent in the past year, so I hope so. I hope we've been delivering content for you, and that's what matters more than anniversaries. Cause I always feel weird about those. Um, but also because I learned how hard clip shows are, and they're just so hard. They're so hard. You don't. They're so hard. And the more episodes you have, the harder they get. And they're like, "We'll just do the last hundred episodes." I'm like, I don't. Want to. <laughs> I will pay you money to not have to. <laughs> See, for me, the hardest part about doing a clip show is trying to remember anything that we said that was interesting. Because after you do this, I can't for a while, remember uh, the last show, Kelly. What did we talk about? What was our title? I don't know. Uh, I remember Anna screaming and me thinking she was having an issue, and it was just a cat, and that ended up being her. the title. Yep, you're right. Yeah, yep, that's what it was. All right, Kelly. That's right. Eclipse was on wanted the blanket, and I yep. pulled. The, I put my foot by her, and she was just like, <laughs> like, ooh, a toy. <laughs> no, it's me. Uh. All right. So that's uh, that's RPG Cast episode six hundred. We'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for the past six hundred. Um, did did you just say episode seven hundred as oh, you were pretending to do your outro there? This is six hundred. I yeah. said six hundred. Mm-hmm. Check the tape. Mm-hmm. Check the tape. Hey, um, we we should um. We should check the tape and see who's better at Hades. Because oh. three oh, of us have I'm... been playing it this week. <laughs> I I need to get started on that just so that I can feel cool. But then I think one of you finished What's it. What's up with that? Yeah, Anna started getting good at Hades. I said, I can't handle this. I need to try it. <laughs> can't handle this. Like I should be able to at least do what she's doing, but... Or at least understand that she's better at me than this and, and come to terms. And so I beat Hades last night, or my first completion of complete run. So I feel like I'm catching up to Anna, and I don't feel like there's this giant gulf of ability anymore. And I feel more confident in my own ability. It really has nothing to do with Anna being good. It's me starting to have some self-confidence, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing on God mode, just like she is. It's like, I should be able to do this by just you know persevering. And the biggest thing is... When I played Hades the first time, I used mouse and keyboard. Yeah, don't do that. 
<laughs> the uh, auto aim you get with controller and stuff it's just it's incredible Make, makes it much easier oh my god it's a different game with controller <laughs> yeah um so yeah i've done that and now i'm working on um hold on i failed to do something this morning well, i was uh what uh i just had to give anna the earpods <laughs> uh, did you do it I, I did it but i didn't break it okay. so i'm lucky <laughs> I snapped it once and realized, uh-oh. <laughs> Anna, when, but on Friday nights, I need to start reminding you to go hide the AirPod case. I use them at night. Don't do that yeah, to me. Yeah, the, the problem is is um, I go to bed so much earlier than he does on Friday evenings that he needs his iPods Friday night. Okay. <sighs> okay. So you need to hide them in the morning. She's asked me to leave them in the bedroom in the morning, and I haven't made it a habit yet. Because Saturday morning, he needs to charge them anyways. Mm-hmm. So I okay. want him to develop the habit of leaving them on his charger. Right, and that would, be, that would be smart. But I'm not smart. But I did beat Hades. Um, well, you know what I mean. The, you, you successfully I got, to the, got sur- to the surface. I met mom. I met mom. That first visit to the it surface. terrifying. Yeah. I... Yep. All right. So <laughs> I did that, and now I need to make more. <laughs> But it was like one in the morning, and it's like, okay, I need to stop because that so, was, that so last now, run was on a run that I was like, okay, just just one more. I should have gone to bed two runs ago, but just one. And more. like, <laughs> no one told me this game would shatter my heart into a million little pieces. Yep. Why? Because we wanted you to. I wanted to see you do this. <sighs> is why. <laughs> I hate you all. So I've only even gotten halfway through. I think I'm stuck on the bone hydra. So now I'm like absolutely fascinated. Like it, you still want to keep going even after you've gotten through the yeah, first time? Because like for story reasons. Because yes. getting to the surface for yes. the first time really opens up the story. It does. Ah. There's so much more. Well, to do I mean, they're really being teases about it. Let's be fair, but yeah. yes, there there's a <laughs> lot more to do and see, and like. You are going to have to repeat, make repeated trips to the surface before you really see the full breadth of. They, kinda, they never really stopped developing this game, so there's just when it should be done, they kept adding more. So you start to see that when you start getting to the surface, like oh, they just kept adding stuff and reasons to keep playing it and keep going. Yeah, I mean, don't forget this game was in early access for like what two years. It was a long time, and then they kept adding yeah. stuff to it after early access. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, the last patch was this July. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And they're not done. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, And that's, that's the crazy thing is it's not really like a game-as-service sort of game where there you know, is tons of DLC. It's just, it's just really well put together. Well, and like yeah. this is the first game that I can think of where like I don't just sit there and play it all the time start to finish like i i can't believe i finally found a game that i play as a gas where it's like i play it i stream it i enjoy it and then i stop playing it you haven't played it in days and days i played one leap uh one run to the service on wednesday Mm -hmm. because i had just enough time before my nightly meeting that i could squeeze in a run so my other time has been going to Nocturne, of which I have no real new updates. Oh, wait, I do. Um, my my Invincible Party uh, got killed. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, what did I tell you about relying too much on physical? The elephants came and they ruined my day, Kelly. Yeah. The elephant sneezed and fell on its I, knees. I, I punched all the elephants and they said, boom, and it all bounced back onto my main character and I died. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oops. And then I realized I hadn't saved in a while. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I feel so that confident now. Feeling. I'm like, oh, no. And then I went and started making progress. And again, oh, wait, no. This was the previous save at this save. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know about you, but autosave has been kind of spoiling me in games these days. Where it's like, wait, should I manually save or is it taking care of it? I don't know. Crap, I better save. <laughs> and yeah, I take I don't... it the, the remake has not like given you a nice little autosave feature or no, something. And where even like, worse oh, is die. they don't even give you a save anywhere. You have to go back to like the nodes inside of oh, town and no. so save. It's, it's still old school PS2 version yep. save points. The difficulty is part of the experience of this game, but also yeah. I've opted out of that for the most part. So it's but a also it's artif- <laughs> I hate it because it's artificial difficulty. Mm. It's not real difficulty. Yeah. It's a scarcity of a resource that shouldn't be scarce. Yeah. yeah and because my yeah, Anna, game, but my... neither is money, but like it is. So like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Money. I don't mind as much. I mean, in real life, oh. I'm saying like, okay. Sometimes yeah, resources are scarce. You don't want them to be. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. Great, but it's a video game, Chris. Oh, Because right. the game I'm going to talk about is steeped in very old RPG mechanics, but yet it, it finally ditched the save at a save point thing. So Tales of Arise. Well, you, you burned my headline. Thanks a lot. Oh, that was your headline? Well, no, I was going to wait until you guys were done, but I just oh, I wanted done. to bring up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was so, trying to transition. Um, transition you. into you, Kelly. <laughs> You've been playing Tales of Arise. Like, Let's do it. Let's do the transition. 600 Bye. episodes, ladies and gentlemen. We still haven't figured this out, and we uh, probably never will. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I am I was surprised when like one of the tooltips was like, hey, you can save anywhere in Tales of Arise. And I'm like, okay. I don't believe you. I'm saving yeah, it anyway. <laughs> usually Tales games you know, have a save point. And I appreciate that many, many RPGs are starting the ditch to save the save point thing because save points are an archaic thing. And I shouldn't continuing my game shouldn't be a gameplay feature. It should be just standard. And well, it's, I, oh, go ahead. Well, well, you were talking about that. Like it's become especially dangerous with these modern consoles that have the, you know, like you can stick them in pause mode, mm-hmm. but you, you have that danger of every once in a while, they'll also auto update. So, you know, like you, you get lulled into a sense of security, like, Oh, I can just pause the game. And then, you know, you go back to it the next day and it's like, Oh crap, my PlayStation updated. I yeah. lost progress. No. So you need that auto save so that you don't lose, you know, you don't get lulled in from that standpoint. Yeah, and I, I still make a manual save um, before I go to bed every night, just in case, you know, just in case my autosave gets corrupted because it's modern times and that happens. But yeah, I'm I'm like you. I, I get old in that false sense of security and sometimes my power flickers and mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm going to lose lose tons of progress but no t- tales of arise i'm amazed that it has the save point oh and the game is really good too <laughs> <laughs> um, Yo, it's got a save you don't understand yeah. i can save so oh, oh you, yeah the game's good 
Yeah, you start out in a slave camp playing this guy in an iron mask. And there's very much like a class system, like very um, time machine Eloy and Morlock, where, you know, the... um, the, the I can't even remember the name of the two races, but the lower-powered race is slaves, and they're trying to dethrone the higher-powered race. And you meet Do they a attack chick and dethrone them? Yes. Okay. Well, good. try to anyway. But okay. you you meet a chick that's part of the higher-powered race, and she she's trying to you know take down the system, so she teams up with you. And I got to the point to where um, the main character had his mask shattered and now he remembers his name because that's whole thing is that he ended up in this slave camp with an iron mask on and doesn't know who he is um something tells me he's going to be a lost member of this higher power race that's just my guess i could be very wrong but how would that ever be what happens in a tales game yeah that sounds like an anime not a video game kelly oh wait yeah but there's probably a twist or 30 along the way but you know oh i'm sure there's gonna be but um the first little uh chunk of the game where his mask gets shattered is where you go and take on take on the general of this fire area and um i'm playing it on ps5 so the graphics look really cool i don't know how much they up this version compared to the ps4 version or if it was just a straight uh, well, this game has been de- been in development for so long. We might as well put it on PS5. But the game looks gorgeous. Um, oh, the the fire area that you're that I was in just has all these cool little particle effects that um with, with the cinders and stuff like that. And there's a fire sword that you get that just looks amazing. And oh, well, it's mean, the we're- we're, we're okay. helped out that most PS4 games looked good graphically, and then if nothing else, the PS5 just makes everything run buttery smooth. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Did There's you no load the PS5 times. upgrade, Kelly? No, I bought the PS5 version. Oh, okay, so then you only have the one. All right, good. Yeah. Um, it yeah, was technically know. the first PS5 game that I've bought because um, Ratchet & Clank and Spider-Man came with it, with my bundle. Um. And and yeah, the the battle system has been fun. It's it's completely reworked and it's not confusing like previous battle systems. So you have your basic attacks and then you have your art attacks that you can combo into each other and then you can do like burst attacks and ha- have in, indefinite combos and it, it's just been a blast running this guy around. He's gonna have cervical problems if he doesn't take this mask off. This is gonna cause him an issue on his vertebrae. Like this has got this. I don't like this. It makes my neck hurt looking at his mask. Well, well, what's hilarious is that you know the game's got the skits and the chick that you're teamed up with is like, "How do you see in that thing?" And he's like, "Oh, I can see and I can eat, and it's just I can't scratch my nose." <laughs> so they they're perfectly oh. aware of how ridiculous the mask is. Just take it off. He can't. Why? That's the that's the story. Well, it did. It's not even stuck. It's just, a, it's not, there's no top. Just take it off. Maybe it's magically sealed to him. All right. So until he goes over 9,000, it won't break off. Pro- probably okay. not. There's going to be that scene, though. His hair is going to go yellow and go all spiky. The mask will shoot off, and then he's going to unleash his full power. 
Yeah, probably it's a Tails game. <laughs> yeah. Then he's going to oh, put it back on she... when he's not in that mode because he feels more comfortable. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we didn't want to make owned, another model. Um, she owned the girl that you're partnered with. Um, she has this thing where people can't touch her because if they try to touch her, she gets electrocuted. She gets electrocuted? And, no, no, they get electrocuted. Does she steal their and, mutant powers? No. Oh, okay. No, they just can't touch her. Okay. But Mask Guy's thing is that he can't feel pain. Cool. So he, so can, he touch can touch her. her. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's I, I'm very curious where they're gonna be going with all of this, but this is story the story definitely has me grabbed thus far. It it, it yeah, Alphan is his name. Oh wow, you're showing spoilers because <laughs> there was a picture of him without his mask. Oh there was? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I just I've got the okay. I've got the thing up of um just how to do battles because I was curious like this battle system is it mm-hmm. is it like my experience with Zestria or whatever it was I was playing <laughs> I think you were playing Tales of Graces and you no I I played that too that's the one I should go back to because that one had the story that I was still curious about Zestria was the one whose battle system I I think you need a calculus degree to understand. Yeah, no, Z- Zestria was pretty boring. Berseria was good. This one is shaping up to be good so far. Oh, and of course, um, there's costume stuff. So the second I got bunny ears, I'm like, okay, Iron Mask is getting bunny ears. And now in every cutscene, he's wearing oh, this goodness. Iron Mask, but it has bunny this ears. person whose video I'm watching put glasses on everyone, it looks like. <laughs> what is it with putting glasses on everyone? Why is that a thing in all these anime games? Because it's funny. <laughs> All the all the it, trails of games do it too. It's funny to have these serious cutscenes with characters in their bathrobe wearing a bath towel around their waist. I get that, and, but why glasses? It's like it's a thing. I don't know. Because uh, glasses are kind of cute. What's this lady? She's just th- skipping around with a book. <laughs> yeah, and a schoolgirl outfit. Apparently, I think uh-huh. that's a DLC costume. You think? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if I had anything to complain about this game is that when you're in the camp menu, there's a ticker that's like, hey, there's DLC costumes. You know you want them. Oh, and there's also boosts that you can get an edge. You know you want them. Can I just buy level ups again? It's a Tails game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) And you can't turn that off. I don't think you can turn that ticker off. If you can, tell me because I want to know because I want to turn that ticker off because I I don't mind microtransactions, but I don't like it when they're advertised. No. Yeah, I don't like it when they're in your face like that. I like them on the title screen where they belong. Um, That's just me. Yeah, but that doesn't make them money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So You know, um, it's pretty bad when a Tales of game is worse about its uh, real money transactions than a Chemco game. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't well, surprise me. Well, Bamco is so hard up for money, you know? Um, I lost my train of thought. I, I mean, this is definitely <laughs> going to be... This is going to be my game until I finish it. Um, however long that takes, because I, I am invested and I've been looking forward to this game for a while. And seeing that it got really good reviews, that this is kind of a return to Tales form. Because I, I feel like the series is, has just... I feel like the series hasn't really been all that great since Symphonia. The idea of a good Tales game does intrigue me. And Mm -hmm. um, 
and I've played some, I don't understand why I haven't stuck with them because I never got to the point where I was really frustrated with Zestiria like other folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, so so when I think about this, I have a number of emotions. Uh, and the first one is, well, I should go back and finish those old Tales games. But then I'm not part of the whole thing about the new Tales game. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to start the old one when I have old or new one when I have old ones in progress that I could keep going. But I don't want to start the why the gratuitous butt shot in the trailer. Goodness, people with these Tales games. Um, I don't want to um, play the old ones because people tell me I shouldn't like them. And then it's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And then all the cool things are in the new ones. And, and then I don't play any of them. And yeah. I'm way overthinking I, it. No, you are, and and I get it. Um, I want to say that the two, the two that I like the most, as far as modern tales games, was um, Zillia one and two. Yeah, is it Zillia or Exilia? Exilia. Yeah, I yeah think the, it's the one. Yeah, Exilia, the ones with uh, Jude and um, crap. I'm blanking on her name now. Mithra. Yeah. Uh. Those had really good stories and had really fun gameplay and were... Milia, thank you. Thank you, Alex. Uh, They had really fun gameplay and were... had, like, huge areas to explore and stuff to find, and that's what I like about a Tales game, is being able to explore stuff. And I I wish that they would do kind of HD spit shines on those two and put them out on on a modern system because I thought those were really fun because they're they're stuck on PS3 and it is so hard to go back to PS3 for me right now. It's very hard once you get used to those no load times and the ability to just put it to sleep whenever you want. Yeah. Very hard to go back to that console. And I don't even think Zillia 1 and 2 ever even made it to Steam. I don't think so, no. Yeah, cause, and that would make sense because you said that the PS3 was notoriously hard to program for. This game has spaceships? Yeah. Weird. That's the high-powered race that took over and enslaved mankind. I see. Oh. So, yeah, um, I'm going to continue playing this and see how it goes. Um. I, I had also finished Kataria Fables this week, and yeah, that that was a game. <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? Yeah, it, it is very much these these chicken nuggets suck. Why am I still eating them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it wasn't too long, right? No, it was. I mean, most of my time in it was spent just running around killing stuff to get money. Uh because I, I was trying to like get the best bow and best um, armor in the game, so I could pretty much cheese the rest of it. But yeah, that that is definitely a wait until that game goes on sale before even giving it a chance. Because it's neither it's neither a good farming game nor a good action RPG. Is it a good play as a cat game? You could play yeah. Cat Quest instead. Mm. Yeah, I think you would get a lot more out of Cat Quest. So, so this game almost almost has no real redeeming qualities. It's just there. Yeah, it's it's cute. I didn't hate it, but I have a hard time recommending it because of just how basic it is. Yeah. Um, I did. I mean, some of the battles are fun, and it's fun just running around whacking stuff with a bow and doing like huge magic attacks. But other than that, it's pretty pretty basic. 
Um, it has a very cute aesthetic, but yeah, you know, oh, yeah. the gameplay is... If the gameplay and the story is not there, then, you know, like, eh, why are you going to yeah. pick that up over everything else that's out? Um, as Platty said to me privately while we were working on his Monster Harvest review, this is a game that's going to be good in a year on PC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because I, I was going on on backtrack about how I was a physical forever person, and Maddie pops up, uh, hey, how's that Katari Fables going? <laughs> and, and I go, I, I don't know, you tell me about Monster Harvest. Because we were both going to buy that one physically and then ended up going digitally and was kind of glad we saved the 20, both of us saved the 20 bucks. So now you can't sell it back. No, but... Uh, and I you don't can't mind have buying... the cathartic release of burning it in your backyard. I don't mind taking a wash on a bad game if I've only paid 20 bucks for it's it just, as opposed to I 30. I find it odd that you say it this way because I usually hear from people who are pro-physical that like bad games are one of the reasons they're pro-physical. Because if it's a bad game, you can just get rid of it or sell it or, or something. And like to hear the other way around is is interesting to me. I mean, that's... That's why most of the time when I buy digital games, I buy them on sale mm -hmm. because of the off chance they're going to be bad. At least I didn't pay out the ass for them. Well, well it is different with these indie games where the physical is going to cost actually more than the just buying it digitally. Mm -hmm. It's different yeah. when you're paying like 40 or 50 for the, the physical version because you want the physical version, but it'd only be like 50 or 20 bucks if you put, just bought it digitally. As someone who's, who's famous for hating Nocturne for paying paying eighty dollars for it and hating it, I don't like spending on money on games I end up not liking. It it feels like I it's just it feels like a complete waste of money. So. Or most recently, Boyfriend Dungeon. Oh yeah, yeah, I regretted that purchase too. Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, 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 we have totally different opinions on that, but I think that is mostly like I didn't drop any money on that, you know, or my money was already dropped through Game Pass. So it's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's funny about that is that I looked into PlayStation Now just because I was curious, and it was like, yeah, everything no. relevant to my interest on that I either have or just isn't oh, worth my time. Uh, PlayStation Now should be better than it is. Yeah. <laughs> And Every time I, I, I look I, into it, I'm just so disappointed. Like, oh, <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. And, you could be doing this. <laughs> I also realized that I could do um, Game Pass on PC, but I tend not to like playing stuff on PC. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, it just... It's it's a me problem the money the money thing and digital thing, but I, I got over it and I didn't hate my time with Kataria. I just can't recommend it in good faith to anybody it's a definite 2.5 out of 5 if i was going to review it for the site it's neither good nor bad it's just meh meh out of five as good as white knight chronicle yeah <laughs> and, and you guys have said before trying to nail down why yep. an rpg is meh is <laughs> so hard uh-huh uh-huh what is this this is i <laughs> it exists. It's there. Um, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, I was there. I played it for 20 hours. I quit. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's all. That's all I've played. I need to get into Hades. I'll probably boot up Hades tonight during our little game jam, mm. uh, just just for um, just so that I can feel part of the cool kids crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I feel like Hades uh, would scratch that itch that boyfriend dungeon left so much. Hmm. Actually, the way you guys—that's that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You yeah, should play you boyfriend talk dungeon, about it. Anna. I should. I planned You're on streaming like it. it. All right. You keep saying that. Yep. Then you keep up coming I, up with new games to stream. Yeah. I mean, it, Boyfriend Dungeon was okay. It just would have been nice if there would have been more than two dungeons. Yeah, that yeah. makes me go back and forth on whether I should. No, so you should play it. I mean, it won't take long. On whether I should stream it. It's oh. only got two dungeons. Oh, it sounds like the, there's a lot of repetition. Well, I don't know. Just, it's going to be short then, is what that means. Mm, like, that's true. It'll be over before you can complain. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, you'll <laughs> it's like, oh, it wait, you haven't seen me complain. Like, well, yes, I have. But... <laughs> Trust me, you'll max out all of the boyfriends and gr- or slash girlfriends and in like a weekend in that. <laughs> all right, Anna, you want to tell us what you've been playing then? Yeah. So, um, Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster came out this week. And so uh, people are like boggling over this. People will boggle over this one little tidbit. I've never finished Final Fantasy IV Vanilla. You haven't? No. <laughs> How? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's just um, Final Fantasy IV was a game that I rented a lot as a kid, but I didn't really understand it's any of the mechanics. Log. What, what I know! Okay, well, go get get done with it. And so, yeah, I've just, as often as I have run Free Enterprise, I have never actually finished <laughs> a vanilla run of Final Fantasy IV. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I remembered very little of the actual plot of Final Fantasy IV. And so I, it's, this is such a novel experience for me because, like, I'm seeing all of the um, breaks in like the story and the the methodology that free enterprise does and so it's been really fun to compare them and um it's interesting because i have like such a depth of knowledge for how the mechanics work and like no knowledge of how the story progresses so like at one point i got stuck and i'm like i have no idea what to do next and tam was like um did you talk to sid in the uh infirmary in the dwarf castle and i'm like nope let me go do that because <laughs> i had no idea what to do <laughs> but you've seen everything in bits and pieces before basically right, right. and so it's like oh this boss is going to be really easy it only has a thousand hit points all right these three attacks are done okay good and like all right and and there was one point where like i streamed i i I, I stopped the stream because I was at the end of my slot, but I also took about an hour offline to grind up my levels on Palum because I know that when he hits 23, he gets Quake, and that's easy mode. So, like, mm. Bygen was, I think, two Quake casts and, like, two Berserk casts, and then he was just done. And I remember Bygen! struggling with that boss so much when I was a kid. And, like, I have zero chill about running away from random encounters. I feel no investment in random encounters because I know that I am very confident in my ability to take on bosses at below, 
quote unquote standard levels. Mm-hmm. And like I walked into the Dwarven Castle. I'm like, Did this you... the Dwarven Castle is so easy now. I'm so, like level 35. Here's the thing we've learned in Inven's channel. The escape screen is longer than just killing the enemies. Yeah, but there are some that I just don't. Yeah. uh, yeah, And that's the thing. It's like there are some that I just don't want to mess with because like I don't want to. I just didn't know if you had done the math on how long. that. Yeah, no, it's not a a speed thing. It's a I don't want to deal with these stupid catchies and their blaster attack. And I want to see you get better at the speed running. Okay. Because it's cool. Like my wife's a speed runner. What's yours do? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you fix the font? Nah. No. Okay. I'm playing with the crappy font. Why? How crappy is that You switched it on FF1. I know. I made you fix it in FF1. You made me follow directions you handed me. I think you can do it. Uh, Yeah, no. I've just, I've been playing it with the original font. And uh, yeah, it's been a good time. And oh yeah, I've also been playing Wanderlust Travel Stories, which is a visual novel where you have to make decisions and you have to balance your stress, your fatigue, and your money. And basically, it's a bunch of people. It's based off of um, some fictional and some non-fictional stories of people that have traveled the world. And so, like the uh, travel story that I'm doing right now is a girl who is yachting in. Um, the Antarctic. So she's at the Southern Pole. Oh, yeah. And I got a joke for you guys. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that the Flat Earth Society had their latest meeting in Antarctica? No. It was supposed to be really popular, but I hear attendance fell off. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> So the writing in this game is really good. And I like balancing like all the different factors. It makes sort of for a much more interactive visual novel experience. So And you get to switch between different main characters. So it's been fun. I recommend. That's it. That's all. Josh, do you want to talk about Fantasian? Yeah, I guess I can. Like I've got... I've gotten into the, the second half of Fantasian and I kind of got mixed feelings about it because... The first half of Fantasian is incredibly linear. You are just kind of like following along with the story. It lays out exactly where you need to go, and you just <clears throat> play through as you would in a normal JRPG. So you get to the second half of the game, and they take away your party right right at the very beginning, and then you're basically starting over, and then you can just go anywhere. Like, they completely open up the game, they give you a world map, they give you an airship, and you can go anywhere you want to. You can also, like, they've got a good warp system, so you can warp back and forth to different places. But then, like like I said, there's no more linear progression. You just got, like, a handful of major story quests, and then you've got all kinds of, like, side quests, and you can just, the game just lets you go and do whatever you want to do. And they give you like a handful of little guide hints like, oh, hey, this quest, you should probably be like level 37 to do this quest. Oh, you should probably be level 40 if you're wandering into this area. Like you literally as you're walking along the path, it will tell you the area you're going into. And you're like, oh, there are enemies around here are like level 45. You know, maybe you should think about that. (laughs) Um, But because of that, like there's just part of the problem is, is 
is then the balance that comes with that because there are some of these boss battles that you have that you fight where it, it the game is very much set up that they don't want you to just grind and get past the boss battles once you hit level 35 in the second half of the game the the game actually will come up and tell you like we are going to nerf the experience you get from random encounters so that you can't just level up and get past the bosses so the whole idea is like you have to kind of figure out the trick for all the different bosses but you can kind of unintentionally hose yourself if you don't have the right characters in your party to take on a certain boss or you haven't developed your party in such a way as to give you the abilities that you'll need to take on to take on the boss. So like there was this one boss fight. I was just stuck on it because it took me, I don't know, like six. I just beat it last night while we were talking. <laughs> I was like yelping at the screen when I finally took him down. But he would do these attacks where it would take off like half of your health. And when I was first going through it, I had no one in my party that could do an actual healing spell to heal everyone in your party at the same time. And so like the only the only attack, the only uh, spell I had would only do like this tiny mid. This boss was doing like 3000 hit points per attack on all of my characters. And I the only uh, party-wide spell I had that would heal everyone would only heal like 1,200 hit points per person, which is not a good trade-off. <laughs> so, you know, you're like spending all your time doing that, and you're spending all your time healing, and you're not making any progress against it. And then eventually, like, what you figure out is like the in the second part of the game, they also unlock like all the different characters at certain story points. They get... Uh, basically kind of like a Final Fantasy X style sphere grid for also further uh, customizing the characters. So you have to kind of like go through this giant spear grid and figure out like, okay, well, I need to, I need some better healing. Oh, okay, here this character has has a spear where they can actually heal the entire party. I need to go and do some grinding and level up so that I can, you know, move the spear grid in that way. But they've also, like I said, they kind of nerfed grinding. So you're you're in you're kind of stuck in this weird little situation where it's like, okay, I need to grind, but I'm not getting much for grinding. So it's kind of a weird, awkward situation. Like and the other the other problem with getting stuck on the I mean, these boss battles are tough. They're fun, they're interesting because they really demand a lot of thought. It's not like like I said, I mean, the whole idea is you're not gonna be able to just grind and get past them you really have to kind of figure out what the tactics of the boss are and and deal with those but the problem is is that these boss battles can take like 20 or 30 minutes and you'll like slowly kind of grind this boss's hit points down and then you get down to like the last little bit of hit points and then he'll bring out some new attack that he hasn't used the rest of the fight and like wipe your party and then you got to start all over again so the the things like that are just so demoralizing when that happens to you. You you lose all that progress that that you made. But like the game, I mean it it looks gorgeous. The the soundtrack is fantastic. I just wish it was a and it 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 feels like an old PS1 game and for both good and ill. In the second half of the game, it is really you do really get this times where it's just like, oh, yeah, you need to go 
Like there was one point where it just said, you need to go to the tundra. That's where the next place you need to go is. And then it doesn't show you where that is on the map. You just kind of have to, it just gives you a world map and you have to figure it out. And so like I went to one side of the, of the map where I saw some snow trekked all the way up there for like 30, 40 minutes. I get up there and it's like, oh, this is some area where you got to be like level 50 and I'm like level 35. Surely this is not the right place. It's like, okay, I go back to the world map, find the other area with some snow on it, trek all the way back to the other side of the world. Oh, okay, this is where I needed to go. And that keeps happening sometimes where it's just like it gives you those one, those, you know, tiny, vague little hints like it used to, like games in the PS1 era used to do. And it, it's not going to give you a little marker on the map to tell you exactly where it is that you need to go. So I've been kind of like delving back into uh, Reddit threads to be like, OK, I, I, I've I finished this quest, but I don't remember where on earth in this town this guy is. Where the heck is it I need to go? And then, you know, got to look it up on Reddit like, oh, he was he was in the bar. That's where I need to go. OK, good. <laughs> I'm getting I've gotten spoiled in my old age with all these games that are just like, you know. You pick the quest, it tells you exactly on the map where it is you need to go. That is not Fantation. <laughs> I mean, as long as the quest text is, is descriptive enough that you can figure it out, um, it's fine. It's when you can't. They're like, hey, go find this thing. Good luck trying to find it. Well, well, that's the problem. Like, the quest text will tell you, like, oh, you need to go back to this town. And it will even, within the uh, the quest list, it will even give you, like, a warp. It will, you know, like you can just click on it and warp right back to where you need to go. But the problem is, is it'll just tell you like, oh, yeah, this guy is in this town. Well, the town is huge. It's got, you know, 40 or 50 buildings in it. There's maybe 100 NPCs and there's not going to be there's no notification over like uh, th there's no way to tell that an NPC actually has like a quest or is an important uh, person until you walk right up on top of them. Like there's oh. nothing over the person to indicate that there's anything special about the NPC. So you can spend quite a bit of time wandering around a town trying to remember like, oh, yeah, I picked up this quest, you know, like six hours ago and I finally found the the thing they were looking for. So now I can turn it in. But I don't remember exactly where I got that from, you know? Yeah, that that's annoying. You know, if, if like I said, that kind of stuff, it feels like a PS1 game, like like. I don't know if that was an intentional decision on their part or if it was just, you know, like a, um, you know, just a shortcoming of the way they were making it. But, yeah, you know, like a, that that's one of the frustrations I could I could do without. But well, we'll see. I'm curious. Like I was getting really frustrated with that one with this one boss fight where that you had to do to get back uh, a couple of your party members um and that that was just stuck on that like like i said it took me like six or seven times to get past this boss fight in the wormhole and i was kind of wondering like okay how much longer am i gonna <laughs> am i going to stay motivated to keep you know ticking at this and after finally getting past it last night hopefully hopefully i've kind of gotten past the 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 worst of it but we'll see did you figure it out or were you doing um, strategies from reddit a uh, little, little of both. Like, like I said, it was like trying to get better. Uh, Reddit kind of gave me the ideas to like, oh yeah, I need to get some better healing stuff to to do this. And it's not. I didn't end up using exactly the same ideas that they had on Reddit, but it was the same basic idea. 
Because that always amuses me when I'm stuck in a game and I go to Google it and it auto-completes to the exact thing that I'm stuck on. So it's like, oh, great, I'm not the only one having this problem. Exactly. I at least feel slightly less stupid if other people are like, how do you, how do you finish this? I'm like, <laughs> this quest, where is this guy at? I'm like, yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> Hopefully it hasn't turned you off from winning the game, Kelly. <laughs> uh, I I want an Apple device just for this, but I can't justify the price for an Apple device just for this. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. I don't know if it's a, like a must-have. <laughs> you have to buy something just to play it. I, I'm genuinely hoping that when whatever exclusivity deal is wrapped up with Apple Arcade, that it'll at least come to Android so that I can play it on my tablet. That'd be nice. That that might be the one device Apple might tell them, like, absolutely not. Don't put it on there, though. <laughs> what? A t uh, like an Android tablet? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I have no way of knowing. I haven't paid attention to Apple Arcade exclusivity deals, but that, that would kind of kind of jive with being the one thing Apple wouldn't want it on. They are very much all over the place, and it doesn't even depend on whether Apple funded the games or not. Um, it's everything from... Exclusivity is anywhere from zero to forever. Yeah. And, like, one to three years seems pretty typical. And yeah. Because wasn't one of the newer Shantae games an Apple Arcade exclusive? For a um, while, there's been a couple of way forward things that have been Apple exclusive or Apple Arcade exclusives to start, but I don't okay. think there was a Shantae game that was. Although I don't really play Shantae games, and so I may have just missed it. And I mean, Apple is listed in the credits as like a production credit, so I mean, they obviously put quite a bit of money into this. So I have no clue how you know how that ex affects it. It's hard to imagine anything being truly exclusive because nothing is anymore mm -hmm. unless it's, you know, made by Sony or Microsoft. But I don't know about this one. Hopefully not. I, I, I'd like a lot more people to get a chance to play it because it is really interesting and really visually interesting and has just an amazing soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is on Apple, at least on Apple Music now. I think it may be on Spotify as well. It's is it Uematsu? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. And that, that old man can still crank out some tunes, can't he? Oh, totally. All right. So that wraps up what we've been playing, right? I think so. think so, yeah. All right. Last. So, yeah, go ahead. It's our question of the week. Um, which September releases are you looking to pick up, and which ones will you wait for the inevitable Black Friday sale? And of course, Shaman writes in and says, uh, on the RPG front, just Astria ascending due to platform limitations. I only have a Switch at the moment. Um, keeping me away from the likes of Rise and the Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster. Thus far, as of the time of this comment, anyways. Also, congratulations ha! on hitting 600 episodes. Thank you, Shaman! Shaman's Thank awesome. you! I think Shaman is like... I, I, I'm not sure who's the oldest fan that is still with us now because it's either Shaman or Matt from Texas. Well, JC Servant was on some of our early shows and he writes in here. Well, no, I mean like non-staff. Okay. Not ascended fans. 
not a sending gotcha. fans. Yeah. Uh, Featherhoof writes in and says uh, that most definitely going to buy Tales of Arise on Steam, and I'm very excited about it. But that's really the only one. Due to financial limitations, Astria Ascending and the Switch port of Nino Kuni 2 are shoved to the wish list slash waiting on the sale, as well as a few other non-RPGs. Uh, JC Servant says, my current list of Black Friday RPGs is Scarlet Nexus, uh, Neo The World Ends With You, Akiba Strip, and also, I am very happy to hear y'all talk so much about DRPGs. I was pleasantly surprised to hear how much fun Chris is having with Nocturne. While I do believe Strange Journey is more fun, I enjoyed this one on the PS2 enough to pick up the Switch update. Great show as always. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Uh, Platy writes in and says, The original Nexamon is a day one purchase. Other September releases? Eh, pass. Uh, Draken says, I have pre-ordered Tales Arise for PC and can't wait to give it a go. Early reviews are looking very positive, and I'm really hoping that strong sales will help us get some of the older Tales games remastered or released, such as a Tales of Destiny Director's Cut, Tales of Destiny 2, etc. Don't give me hope, Draken. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Fancy Pants says, the hype has gotten to me, so I'm picking up Tales of Arise and probably Eastward on the Switch if it reviews well. And Tracer3 says, Tales of Arise was definitely a day one purchase for me. As for Black Friday, I'll be checking out the price of Death and Request 2. So thank you, everybody, for writing in. We love your feedback. It is awesome to hear from all sorts of different people. I'm, as someone who doesn't like the Tales series, it is very cool to me to see just how many people like Tales of Arise. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's 100% off my radar. I will probably never buy it. But I'm really glad to see that other people are enjoying it. It's not on Game Pass or anything, is it? Nope. Sorry. All right. So based off of the conversation we were having earlier, here is our question of the week. Complete the sentence. I gave blank another chance, and I really clicked with it the second time around. Meth. Chris! Oh, sorry. No! No! Uh <laughs> All right, so the Ivermectin. <laughs> what do we say to Ivermectin, Chris? Nay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh if you want to leave feedback, the best and simplest way to do so is uh go to rpgamer.com, find the latest uh show thread and drop your comment there. Uh just at rpgamer.com, you can join us. Every week, Saturday morning at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And in fact, we stream seven days a week, um, morning, noon, and night. <laughs> we have uh, morning, afternoon, and evening shows almost every day on our Twitch channel. So come drop by and say hi to the stream team. Hi. Hi there. All right. It's time for the news. Beep, 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 Arcadia Phone Switch version has been announced. Oh, sorry. I thought it was We don't have any Kimcos today. No, I was just backing up the truck. Oh, Dump truck of news, but it's all like, not the best news week, Kelly. It's been a decent news week. We've got Arcadia Phone Switch version announced. This is a hybrid visual novel slash RPG and will will be released on Nintendo Switch along with the previously confirmed PC, Mac, and Linux releases, although it's not confirmed if it'll release simultaneously. Is it an RPG? It's a visual novel RPG. What does that mean? 
means it levels? leans heavily on the visual novel. Okay. Are there levels elements? or combat or anything? What we, uh, inspired by Mass Effect and Dra- Dragon Age. Oh. Well, right. the, the dialogue is. I don't yeah. know what the combat is. Yeah. Oh, so be good or evil, but don't be neutral? Yeah, so um, uh, if you look at the second out of the 11 screenshots, it gives you an idea of how the um, choice tree works. And then if you look down to number screenshot 11, you can see how the crafting system works. So, yeah. There's that. But combat doesn't make an appearance, so take that for what it's worth. (laughs) Um, Sci-fi tactical RPG Grim Tranquility has been announced. This is... What uh, a title that is. Sci-fi roguelite tactical RPG where it's set in a future where Earth's resources have been depleted and humanity is searching for a new home. Oh, so it's next year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not wrong. Um, You'll explore new worlds, battle enemies, and try to establish a new settlement. So, yeah. The the only weird thing about this one is at least the news story said it only had like three classes. And I'm like, how do they go from this level of technology to spaceships in this trailer? (laughs) I'm sorry. So, um, you know, in in somewhat of the defense of three classes, um, that's kind of the way that um, the mercenaries games work. So like Mercenary Wings. And yeah. so, like, you have uh, maybe four, three or four base classes. And from there, you branch It does branch out. quite a bit yes. there, yeah. Yes. And so, like, saying that there's only three classes to me is, it, it makes me think of that. And not yeah. like, what? Only three classes ever? Can somebody explain to me why this Tales of Arise ad that I'm showing on the stream has, as one of its picked scores for the ads, a 7 out of 10 for GameSpot? <laughs> Uh, is that I don't the know. best they could find? Because were they better off just not putting that on? Because people understand GameSpot is a big site. No, and... they don't. Nobody understands that. Nobody's ever understood game scores. What are you? Ta- what they world don't are care you from? Where gamers the... understand things? Gamers, <laughs> under- gamers understand that GameSpot is a big website. Okay, and I don't see seven out of ten as a bad score. No, because you understand the scoring system, Kelly. But what have we learned about gamers on the internet? They don't know how to compare score systems across sites. They don't. They don't take. Just they see a number and like seven out of ten. It's like failing them. No, this game's the best. Game. It should be nine and a half. Nine and a half for our boycott your website. If we gave Tales of Arise a three out of five, people would say we hated the game. Would they yeah. not? There'd be a thread on Game Facts about it. <laughs> 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 and it's like there's already a threat on game. <laughs> no, just, that is very true. I've seen those threats. What did we give it? <laughs> Maybe we did give it three. And a, oh, four and a half. Okay. See, <laughs> it's I, like I better that's... figure out what we gave it. <laughs> I thought that like a three out of five or a seven out of ten was like a great but not amazing. No, three out of five is average. Yeah. Okay. Whereas two and a half is mediocre. It's that that weird ground that you you've put Kataria in accurately. Yeah. The White Knight Chronicles honorary score. <laughs> okay. So okay, you're... okay. So I've just dis- I've disturbed I've disturbed the news flow. I'm sorry. I just had to understand why the seven out of ten from GameSpot, a mainstream site, was in their ad. It didn't make sense. All right. Wait. Um, before we jump back in, this is our review score definition for three. 
average. Any game that receives an overall score of 3 is by and large harmlessly average. These games make up the majority of all games. Any individual score presented as a 3 defines an aspect of a game that serves as function that is neither extremely bad nor extremely good. Individual item scores of 3 can also be used to define an area in a game that is particularly unmemorable or bland, but is of otherwise good design. <laughs> Hoaxfish in the chat says, it's a high 7, not a low 7. <laughs> oh man thank you hoax fish <laughs> okay cool 7.9 uh, that, that, that comment is a high 7 out of 10 yeah. <laughs> 11 out of 10 alright sorry back to the news um, well we got some gameplay shown from Marvel's Midnight Suns Chris, Finally, every I'm... time you see this, you seem to get a little more excited and then a little more worried all at the same time. I this is this game reeks of uh, the White Knight factor to me. Like it looks <laughs> like it could be very mediocre, but it also like it's pushing the right theme buttons for me. But like it hasn't it, it... demonstrated that it's good yet, so I've got a lot of caution. Uh, I... It's got a good team behind it. I mean, has Fraxis made a bad game? Oh, I bet you they have. All right. List Probably. of Fraxis What was games. that um, first-person shooter XCOM thing? Uh, yeah, that wasn't Fraxis. Fraxis. That wasn't Fraxis, though. Okay. Yeah. Sid Meier's Gettysburg. Well, they've made, oh, they made Civ Six. That's good. <laughs> they made XCOM. That's good. Sid Meier's Railroad. Don't listen. Don't. You can't just look up Firaxis. We need to figure out the actual team working on this because there's been a lot. Sid Meier's Ace forever. Patrol? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Anna. There's a Sid Meier's everything. You need to understand that. <laughs> Sid Meier's Starships. Sid Meier's pilot. Pirates. So you're not driving with the whole card-based combat system in this, Chris? Uh, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm okay with that, but I haven't seen it really. I've seen some cards that dem they show in this video. Here's a card, and here's what the attack looks like. But I don't have a sense of how often do these attacks fail? How hard is it? Like, how repetitive is the combat? Do, is it really grindy? Is it really unfair? Like, Am I going to make I, an attack at 80% and fail every time? Can I grind? Can I level up? Is it, an exp, is it more of a RPG strategy game, or is it more of a strategy game with some RPG elements? In, are they fun? Like, how does it work out? Does Blade get a lot of cool one-liners, like I'm hoping he does? Or is it all, is this the Ghost Rider game, and I'm going to hate it? Like, I don't know any of these things yet, right? <laughs> So there's a lot to go wrong still, is all I'm saying. And what they've shown doesn't really reek of top-tier awesome. It's more of like, here's some footage that's out of context, and you don't really know what it means yet. Yeah. But oh, I, everything, I guess the stage tell. is set for it to possibly be really good. So that's good, too. So I am still excited. I just, it hasn't proven itself yet. That's all. Okay. It's underproved. I'm I'm sure we'll get more information as time goes on. We will, as they keep trickling out trailers week by week here, it seems. When is this out? Um, I do. Year? Oh, yeah, March. March. So, yeah, watch those trailers, by the way. They've got some story stuff and some gameplay stuff. So, if you want more info, and they watch did, the trailers. I think they did confirm that your player character is a unique character that you can customize. Color. Correct. Nice. Yeah, you get to what create your own character. Yeah, you're the, the daughter of Lilith or whatever, so you get to... Oh. Go crazy. Um, we got Harvest Moon on PC. 
Surprise! Harvest, By the way, hold on, hold, on, hold on. Midnight Suns is an action RPG. Well, is it an action RPG? It's an RPG where you, you, you have to fight Lilith and stop the end of the world. Diablo Four is an action RPG where you have to fight Lilith and stop the end of the world. <laughs> Just saying. But something's going to Who does it better? <laughs> but the real question is: Is Midnight Suns dark? So dark. So, I, actually, so may, dark. maybe Diablo Four won't be dark now. <laughs> now that the people who kept saying that are fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we like Blizzard again yet? I let's no. check in on that. No, Not okay. yet. Oh, I don't yeah. know. What more do they do? They need to do because I really want to play Diablo Two Remastered, but like also, I don't like the Cosby Room. So like, what am I supposed? <laughs> that to That is a right longer now? conversation uh, okay. <laughs> that is going to have well, a lot more nuance than we can cover in a right, sixty-minute podcast. Just let me know uh, when it's okay they, to like them again. <laughs> they did release patch notes for um... for the company. <laughs> well, no. For, for now. <laughs> Yeah, for the company, for for a while that basically had to rename that entire area on um, Argus something else. Okay, <laughs> which was amusing to me, and needless to say, I'm kind of glad they're not going to be naming stuff after devs anymore. I mean, I the hey, as long as the devs are cool, I don't mind. <laughs> no, I mean they've they've said that they're just not going to name stuff after people anymore, whether they're part of the development team or not, because yeah, oh. I think so lessons have been learned across the whole video game industry so we're not even getting like the robin williams tribute anymore um, kind of stuff i yeah it sounds like they're gonna maybe not do stuff like that moving forward because um, because activision is now in control and that's a blizzard thing and that's what this was really about activision taking control of the company and leveraging whatever pr things come along for Bobby Kotick to get his claws in the management of the company. Oh, wait, did I say all that out loud? Oh, that's the quiet stuff. Sorry. I'm not supposed to point um, that out. No, <laughs> said the quiet thing out loud, Chris. <laughs> if that's true, that makes me sad because all the Easter eggs and you stuff is sad. what made well Wizard fun. Wizard is dying. Like, it, it's finally clear. <laughs> we could say, like, all the hope that we had that it wasn't going to really die. It's happening, folks. Blizzard's dying. <laughs> <sighs> Ah, uh, well, my hopes and dreams died but long ago. We've had EA has clawed itself back from the grave before. Blizzard can do it too. So don't don't give up all hope. Just like we're gonna go into a down period, I think. <laughs> oh, that being the sad said, part um... is is like I I sincerely want to see the rehabilitation of Blizzard into a company that I can get behind again. And not only because I have friends that work there, but because I do like the stuff that it's they put just out. It's but... hard to be excited that that can happen under Activision. <laughs> True. <laughs> and like, you know, it there's always going to be someone who's going to message me and be like, "I don't know why you don't why you care." It's like cuz I have to take a stance on something. I can't take a stance oh. on everything. No, you care because you don't want the games industry to be toxic. <laughs> and uh, well, does if that I cared, I wouldn't us? leave it. Yeah. <laughs> And yes, that does mean we we sometimes uh, only react to the things that are more public and visible, but also those are the ones that are visible. So those are the ones where taking a stance is in front of people and they can see and reflect and it can cause change elsewhere. Um, If you take a stand on only the ones that are invisible while being a principled thing to do and good, um, people won't see it. So like, I don't don't know what I'm talking about. Hey! Hey! What about Harvest Moon One World? Yeah, surprise! <laughs> it's it's oh, on man, PC. Oh man, this has been like the hardest secret to keep because um, it's on PC. Yeah, because 
uh, we we didn't advertise ahead of time that this was coming out. It and is so, available like, through Steam at why forty was it bucks. Hard to or no, sorry, fifty secret. bucks. Um, one, we do have a pretty significant um base of PC gamers who have been like since we announced Harvest Moon One World last year. When is it coming out on PC? And I couldn't say anything. Uh-huh. And number two, um. There's a whole bunch of Story of Seasons games that are either on PC or coming to PC soon. And so, like, people are like, Story of Seasons are doing it. Why aren't you? And it's like, oh, I wish I could was, tell you it's is coming. Is there a reason that that was kept secret? Yes. Reasons. She's not going to tell us. Nope. <laughs> okay. NDA. So it is on Steam. It is 50 bucks. You've got four DLC packs that are also available. Um, the interior design and tool upgrade pack, the Far East Adventure pack, the Precious Pets pack, and the Mythical Wild Animals pack. And in addition, a patch has been released that includes fast travel destinations as well as other adjustments and bug fixes. Yeah, I'm really proud of, proud of this patch because this patch is basically like everything that I've been asking for for the community since the game came out. Woo-hoo. So I basically <laughs> got to craft this patch mostly, which is really fun. I- I can't remember if I have One World or not. I've gotten so so many Switch Harvest Moon games. Anna, that... it's your Natsume Swan song. It is. Anna's going to be breaking ties with Natsume as she moves into a more focused job with another company. Yep. And um, so a little sadness there. Yep. A little sadness, but you've got better opportunities. She's got a cool so... opportunity ahead of her, but still. I'm. It's I'm still sad. I'm very, and her I've been like the Nazi community way. manager for like 13 years at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. is very sad. Even even though I'm excited for what's coming, I'm still sad. Yeah. Well, when the, when the market crashes on that other thing, maybe you can go back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I could have... St- don't, don't set up your wife to fail like that, Chris. I'm not setting her up to fail. Cryptocurrency is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it more once I once I officially move over. Yeah. Anyway, um, Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die, a Heroes Bonds, is releasing this month. Uh, a free to play game on Android and iOS. I'm and uh, that not sounds interested. like two strikes, Kelly. Yeah. What was the third strike? <laughs> is it a gotcha game? Uh, is it a gotcha game? Yes. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm like potentially interested in this, but like I'm I'm a little chilled on Dragon Quest games on mobile. Whoa, whoa, ladies and gentlemen, hold on. Do I see what looks like a new character design for Toriyama? This dude with the with the rolls in his hair. I don't think I've seen that before from him. Have you? No, I don't think so. Do you He's really good. think they're getting Toriyama to do this kind of stuff? I, no, well, this is this is studio? an artist that's okay. uh, right. that's mimicking his style. No, right. <laughs> He's, He's up, up to, to seven faces. Are you sure? <laughs> From Vaughn. Sure? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so this is based off of like the Dragon Quest V anime story Dragon Quest manga yeah there was like a manga that got yeah. turned into uh i i think there, there's been a recent revival of the anime so this is a tie-in with that and yeah this is not toriyama this is definitely somebody aping toriyama well it's probably one of his underlings or something right aren't there aren't, aren't those things all licensed and contracted and big studio you know what never mind somebody who knows what's going on tell me but yeah, I, just, I I'm looking at this gameplay and it does look pretty cool. But at the same time, after Dragon Quest of the Stars, um, busted out so fast, I am really hesitant to get 
old hog no. into a Dragon Quest mobile game because I don't know when I'm oh. going to get rugged. What the hell, kitty? Cat just grabbed my hand. <laughs> it's time to yeah. pass. <laughs> I... <laughs> um, the I question th- I had was... Um... Oh, sorry, Kelly. I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I think that the next mobile gotcha adventure I'm actually even going to give a chance is Shining Force, if that even comes to the U.S. Everything else I'm just kind of met on. But, like, I love Dragon Quest, and I love Dragon Quest Tact, and I loved Dragon about, Quest of the Stars. How about not spending any money on this one? You could play it and not spend money, Anna. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> What if they accept ETH as payment? <laughs> um, so there. <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, <laughs> I thought we called this story. Pekamosa is getting is receiving a free content update. Oh, did we? Pekamosa. I feel like we didn't want to talk about this game. It's game, if only for no other reason than we can't pronounce it. And the screenshots yeah. are very dark. <laughs> yeah, it's so a, it's a noir pixel art RPG thing. It's getting an update on the. Is it on Switch or is it on something else? Uh, PC, PC. Uh, PC and, and, PC and Switch. PC and Switch. There you um, go. PS4 yeah. and Xbox One are in development. So yeah. if you have it, there's an no, update. No, PS4 and Xbox One. That's you said what? PC and Xbox Sorry. One. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so this came out earlier this year for PC and Switch. It's also coming to PS4, Xbox One um, later, probably next year. And so if you are interested in Pecaminosa, um, La Soiree is the new epilogue that will be added to the game probably the start of next year so stay tuned for more news on it right hey kelly i was half right <laughs> i was totally wrong um pretty persistent and i and classics volume two announced and the games they announced for it are makai kingdom which i was right about and zhb and losing ranger versus dark death evil man which i did not think they were gonna do yeah that, that feels they are. like it came out of left field or like, yeah, is this game just way more popular than I thought it was? It, it's it's got to be, but I also suspect that um, La Pucelle, which I thought was the other one they was going to do, is more thematically accurate to do with um, if they were going to do a volume three with Rhapsody. Well, La Pucelle had a more recent release on PC, didn't it? No. Uh, no. La Pucelle hasn't been seen since the PS2. No, it had a, re- yeah. it had a Wii re-release and stuff. No, no you're, you're thinking, thinking of... Uh, um, Phantom Brave. Phantom Brave. Ooh. We meet again. Right. But um, ZHP was an excellent little um, roguelike dungeon crawler. And it's got a lot of really good humor in it. And it's pretty much stuck on the PC or on the PSP. And physical copies have shot up in price. So I'm happy that they're giving this end of their life on the Switch because it's a really fun game. Um, and it has that wacky, it, it basically brings that wacky NIS customization to a roguelike. Um, and, and it's not even as obtuse as something, as something like what they do in their strategy RPGs when you're doing your customization in ZHP. So I'm really looking forward to that kind of getting a new life because it was an underrated little gem. And Makai Kingdom was also really fun. And th- that was when they was really getting into their experimental phase with the strategy RPGs. And I don't remember that one being as cringy as soul. Nomad is shaping up to be as far as the dialogue. I could be wrong. It's been like literally a decade since I played that game, but yeah, I'm happy with these two being announced. 
I'm not sure how hype you guys I, are. Well, I like I totally missed ZHP the first time around. I think I wasn't really into roguelikes at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was more challenging than I wanted out of a roguelike at the time. What was the roguelike that was on the PlayStation One that people played? Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. No, the other one. Uh, Azure. That's the one. Azure Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Azure I love that game. That's a roguelike, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's my first roguelike, as a matter of fact. I cracked um, on a copy of that like ten years ago. I um, tried to play it. Said, mm. "Yeah, you you, you played <laughs> my copy." Hard. In fact, my copy is down in the basement with like brand new instruction manuals. Um, ZHP does have a little bit of a learning curve, but once you kind of get the hang of it, then it's a pretty fun game. And yeah, the, the story is just hilarious because it's um basically about the hero dying over and over again trying to take on the super boss oh so it's disguise six <laughs> a little bit of that a little <laughs> bit of um spoiler well, five what is it longest five minutes yes in the tutorial oh, yeah disguise six. <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm being silly chris so yeah um i'm gonna be getting this one day one and i think they've even announced the uh collector's edition already with the acrylic stands and stuff though i'll probably just be getting the basic edition how many enamel pins the... kelly <laughs> i didn't see any enamel <gasps> pins is the Are enamel we... pin phase over that's what i was about to ask <laughs> i'm like, gonna wow, say it seems like with japanese games acrylic acrylic stands are the new hotness plastic is cheap yeah um and easy to school... ship from china uh, Squeenix has also teased a new game, Voice of the Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. Heart of the Cards? And... No, Voice of the Cards. Oh. <laughs> and I knew where I was going before I even opened my mouth. <laughs> Would you like to see my deck? Mm-mm. And yeah, no, this is being developed by high-profile members of the Dragon Guard and Nier team. So is it a mobile game? Yoko Taro. Yeah. Is it a mobile game? Uh, I don't know that they've even... Uh, is it a gotcha? They haven't said. Okay, they haven't so, said anything. So it's just a card... We have tabletop rpg video game built on cards yep it's a little bit of a word <laughs> salad what that is nope <laughs> but it's uh probably like a magic the gathering with levels yeah the, it's anybody's guess at the moment who knows yeah just waiting for more this, this is truly so teaser material the, here the tokyo game show is like the first the weekend week. in october so three weeks from now the Tokyo Game Show kicks off, and we'll probably hear a lot more about this stuff at that. Can point. I bring up another teaser we saw this week at the Sony event? Sure, Wolverine, to... Wolverine, Kelly, yeah. Wolverine. Oh yeah, but from the people who brought you Spider Man and um, the Ratchet and the Clank. Hey, why did you say mm-hmm. Spider Man? Because there's two Spider Mans in it. Oh, would you prefer Spider Mans? Yes, I like Spider Mans. It's funnier. <laughs> Um, it is because it, it's Peter Parker and Miles Morales, and then Venom shows up, and like I can be a Spider Man too. Oh no, there's too many Spider Mans. Well, Wait, do you want the I pig to show Venom up or not? Was originally a Spider Man? Yeah, did I? He's an alien symbiote, right? But didn't and he, he initially Spider Man? Yeah, he's didn't a, wasn't I, Venom initially infected into Spider Man, and then he jumped else, into his own host as a symbiote? I, Anna, it's comics. It's complicated. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get caught up on this stuff. You can't stuff. get caught up on Venom. You, you can't get caught up on old he- uh, enemies because they've been introduced 5,000 times. Well, and half the people that were enemies are now anti-heroes. And by the way, diving down the, the rabbit hole that is, what the hell is an anti-hero? 
That was like a weekend for me earlier in the summer. That Sorry. was a whole thing. Vegeta um, is an anti-hero. Shadow the Hedgehog. Is a crappy character. <laughs> and an anti-hero. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's personally offended now. Yes, I am. <laughs> What's the bat? She's a crappy character. She's an anti-hero, too. All right. Don't make me rip off my headphones and walk out. <laughs> Big the cat is an ant. Wait, no. No, he's just a cuddle bear. Oh. I love Big. You only have Big? Uh, All right. I only have a on. love for... I love Big the Cat only because my fat cat Murray reminds me of him. So yeah, <laughs> we're we're gonna jump to the PS showcase real quick, and then we'll go back to our last story. Oh, okay. So oh right, so um, Star Wars: The Kotor is getting a re-release. Yay! Why are you cheering? You don't play Kotor because when when this originally came out, I was not interested in Star Wars, oh, and right. I was also not interested in action. And since RPGs. then, you've played Star since Wars: then. The Old Republic, the MMO. Yes, you've watched all the Star Wars movies. Yes, you now know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. What? I know. <laughs> um, spoilers. <laughs> How could you, Chris? <laughs> Sorry. Wait till See, I tell I, you about I'm, Professor Snape. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this because, uh, like, the original KOTOR was one of the reasons why I bought an original Xbox. But by the time I played that, it just had that old game jank to it, and I didn't really want to get into it uh, after that. The, the jank was there from the beginning, Kelly. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> The and part of the reason that I I didn't want to go back to it was part that oh this is going to have old mechanics that are going to drive me crazy and also a lot of Kotor's content got cut. That was Kotor two. Uh, oh, was it? You're thinking I thought Kotor, it was Kotor two. one. That was the one that the fans restored. Was Kotor yeah. two stuff? Okay, my bad. Yeah. Um, if you want to know, well, I mean, I won't say, but there is there's a Star Wars quality twist spoiler thing in Kotor. So, like, there is a big twist thing that oh, can be spoiled. Oh, um, I know it because mm-hmm. I played the MMO. Oh, okay. Oh, right, that. Yeah. Um, so that won't so, be a yeah. twist for me, but, like, seeing how we get there is going to be interesting for me. People love KOTOR. Um, I've never played it. Uh, I've always been intrigued because I like those old Bioware games. Um, but Really? Yeah. Well, Am I the only one that's actually played it? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, my, I had a roommate who played it, and so I got spoiled to the twist there, but um, it was enjoyable to experience it through him. And I think ultimately, um, my issue with this game is just time commitment. Uh, not that I wouldn't like it. It's just Bioware-type games are long. Um, and then there's there's the issue of I love the robot that you can get to join. Yeah, party. HK-47. <laughs> yeah, HK-47's great. Yes. This one wasn't that. This one isn't super long. I was looking back; it was longer than I remembered, but it's only well, like thirty I think hours. I just thought it was maybe at the time, yeah. and I was wrong because, like, I tried to do a Baldur's Gate two playthrough earlier in my life, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And then it wasn't <laughs> until Mass Effect that I really played through some Bioware games, and then Mass Effect three did me bad, and then <laughs> it's, it's been hard to go it back. Did me dirty. It did me dirty. <laughs> I, I'm hoping they, they they do clean up the combat because the combat is probably the part of the game that feels the clunkiest now. That that you know real time yet pause combat. I don't know how well that's aged. They um they they are redoing this from the ground up, so it's not just going to be a port either. Which that definitely piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh really? Cool. Okay, because Aspire, yeah. the people who are doing this, 
ported this game everywhere. They ported it to yep. Mac yeah. and iOS and Android. Oh my gosh, they've ported this game. That's what they do. They like take RPGs and port them, it seems. <laughs> so it's interesting yeah. they're going to do a remake now. Mm-hmm. Um, qu- question, is that robot that you get the same model as the nanny robot that was in the Mandalorian? I think it looks like it, yeah. It's an IG model. Okay. No, wait, it's an HK okay. model. No, wait, hold on. HK-47, is he an IG model? I'm looking it up now. H, no, not KH, HK. HK-47, no, he is not an IG model. He's a hunter-killer Okay, series. I got he, um, Oh, that's he... the one from The Mandalorian. I'm, I'm going to just die now. Um, no, I thought that, that... that maybe the one that was part of the bounty hunter, or not the bounty hunter, the group of, you know how he goes on the prison break mission? And there's a droid with him on that? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it's one of those, but it still looks different than that. Okay. Um, I, I was confused, but Hunter also... Killer, <laughs> interesting. I'm going to look... The, I'm doing the research. Interesting tidbit about my attempted playthrough of this on the original Xbox. I just hit the random name button when I tried to name my character, and I got the name Homesar. Not, not Homestar, Homesar, as in the character that was based off of a typo. Hi. <laughs> you never watched Homestar Runner? I did, but I don't remember Homesar. Oh. Yeah. I, how, never do, mind. how does he type with those gloves on? Yeah, indeed. So the uh, HK droids show up in the city with the lady who fights with the big iron staff, the, the episode with Asuka. Ah. that's the only place they show up apparently so um that is not the the insect looking droid that mandalorian shoots and protects the baby from and it's not the ig droid who becomes the nanny Um, the (laughs) ig droid though is in the star wars movies proper like one of the bounty hunters sent out to get on uh the luke and han solo is an ig droid cool i see and then we've also got an action RPG Project Eve, which gets a new showcase. And this is by Korean developer Shift. And this game looked pretty hardcore. It did, but I couldn't tell what the heck was actually gameplay and whatever it was just, you know, really fancy looking cutscenes. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. jumping all over the place and climbing up bosses and slashing them. And I'm like, is any of that actually gameplay or is that just all cutscene or, uh, you know, quick time event? What are we talking I about don't... now? I'm lost. Project up... Eve. Oh, Project Eve. I was talking, thinking about IG-88 droids and thinking about Star Wars. I was in a much better place. All right, so now <laughs> Eve. So this is Alita Battle Angel, the video game? Yes. Looks, okay. Looks like it. All right, so we have anime lady with weird hair that does weird things, and she kicks things, right? And then she's yeah. in space yeah. in some scene, and we don't know what's going on? Okay. See, when I was watching she put this. some clothes on? Like, what is I, going on here? Because you don't wear clothes in the future, Chris. Oh, I don't know. Oh, all right. I didn't realize we'd evolved. Is she a person or a robot? We don't uh, know. They don't didn't know. give any story details. Is this um, a Parasite Eve game? You know, I thought Eve? that at first. Yeah. I thought that at first, but no. Um, Eve is the sole survivor of a paratrooper squad deployed from a humanities colony and is fighting for survival on a desolated earth. She looks like she's and, fighting against weird zombie aliens. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I thought that this was a platinum game at first until today. 
because of the crazy combat. But yeah, it looks like a Yokotaro yeah. thing. It looks like it could fit right in with um, you know, that near, <laughs> that near. And <laughs> it and looks gorgeous. We... I mean, you know, like we'll we'll just have we to see. We haven't seen any actual gameplay though. Have yeah, we? Well, yeah. Wait, like... no. Here's some here's some menus. Yep. It's Up there's gameplay. some HUD. Yep. And he she gets bit. So this could be Dark Soulsy, or it could be actiony. Either way, it's flashy. That's a big hammer. And then we've also got new details for the uh, previously announced Square RPG Forsaken, where you're a it's a girl it's from an Isekai. De- isekai. <laughs> well, it's you don't get reborn in this one, but she's she shows she goes from Earth to another world, and she's like, "Hi, I what? I can do magic now? Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's it's go an save Isekai written by Westerners. Yeah." So it's like Gary Whitta and uh, Amy Hinning that are oh, running seriously? it. seriously? Yeah, yeah, oh, seriously. Wow, I forgot. But this I, is the Final okay. Fantasy 15 team that got spun off that's actually huh. making it. So it's like a weird marriage. That could be really cool. Yeah. This yeah, trailer looked play. really weird, though, so I don't know if it'll be really cool. Also, I she's mean, got the Ten Rings thing going on in her arm. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought that immediately too. And I was like, "Why do the Ten Rings sound like Jarvis?" <laughs> but um, no, <laughs> surprise, surprise! I was more enamored by the floof physics that was on the cat that they showed. <laughs> it's like that's a floofy cat. An extremely floofy cat. But yeah, this looks interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see more about it. And then another thing that I'm also interested in, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland is releasing in March. Yeah, we got a release date. Let's see, where is the release date in the story? I don't see it. Oh, uh, March 22nd, 2022 for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X. Um, yeah, this is the standalone Dungeons & Dragons themed Borderlands. That looks really fun. I don't know if any of you guys are excited like I am. Uh, if other people are going to pick it up, then I will be interested in picking it up as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I regret not playing the Tiny Tina's uh, Dungeon DLC in Borderlands 2, but it looked very funny, and I'm glad that they're doing a standalone game of that, um, especially since this one looks hilarious, and I'm really into D&D now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. And then we sort of talked about the the Marvel games that they announced. Um, RP, not RPG related, but still interesting. All right. And then we're going to jump back to our one last non-PS showcase. Although it yes. fits in because uh, Moon is getting released on PlayStation 4 and 5. Yep. This is the non-RPG where you're playing as a person that's trying to clean up after the RPG hero pretty much messed up everything and it, it um we have michael baker's original review of the japanese release if you're curious about what the game is like and this is one of the games that inspired undertale so there's that and that's i think all the news Now we've got release dates. The, nobody sounds really particularly enthused. <laughs> uh, the um, Adam RPG uh, True Dograd is coming out next week. Neo uh, is free on the Epic Game Store 
from September 10th through September 16th. So make sure you jump on that quickly. And Neptunia Cross Senran Kagura Ninja Wars uh, is coming out on October 29th. And there's a limited edition if you are into that. So uh, coming out this week, uh, Story of Seasons, Pioneer of Olive Town, Pioneers of Olive Town hits PC. Eastward is landing on PC, Mac, and Switch. The Amazing American Circus is coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and Switch. Game Deck lands on PC. I'm pretty excited for that one. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdoms, heads to Nintendo Switch. Nexomon, the first one, comes to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and Nintendo Switch. And Tales of Iron lands on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and Switch. And, and just a reminder are... that every week on Thursday, we do a new release roundup. So Alex goes through the games of the week, uh, explains what platforms that they're on, what uh, price they go at, some basic information for them, and... Uh, so if you are curious what comes out for the week, as well as what's on sale for the week, we provide links to all of that. So make sure you check out rpgamer.com every Thursday afternoon. Um, that, that sale list is very handy, I might add. Yep. I check it every week. <laughs> Especially for stores like the PS4 or 5 store that don't do a good job of sorting. Oh, <laughs> PlayStation uh, store is so terrible. <laughs> So we've got our editorials for the week. We've got Neo World Ends With You, uh, reviewed by Alex Fuller. Anna, when are you going to finish that? Jeez. Uh, uh, hey, look over there. <laughs> Whoop. I want to talk about it with you. Hey, look, a three-headed monkey. Whoop. Oh, monkey. Um, we got a Tales of a Rise review from Louis Mauricio. Uh, spoiler alert, he liked it. We've got... Uh, review for Hindsight 2020, Wrath of the Rashaka. See who did this? Uh, Ale- another Alex Fuller review. Um, he didn't really care for that. It was 2.5 out of 5. Mm, dull, com- got, uh, dull gameplay that becomes quickly repetitive. We Ooh. got a Monster Harvest review from Matt Mason, which <laughs> so- I feel... I feel for him so hard. He was he's been peeing about me about this all week. Yeah, I helped him with the editing for this review. Uh, yeah. It's um again as I said early in the show as Matt says it's going to be great. This is a, a low seven out of ten. No, this is a low one and <laughs> it's a half. It's a really out of five. low seven out of ten. Oh, he he knocked it down a point the <laughs> yes. last time I talked to him. He locked it down half. So I think when he originally wrote the oh, review, the bugs, right? he, he yeah. put in two and a half out of five as a placeholder, and his first edits knocked it down to a two, and then his second edits with me knocked it down to one and a half. It's not a good game yet. Yeah. It might become one. It it could become one. A hundred percent. Like the way that he talked about stuff, like these are all problems, but they're not unfixable problems. If they're but willing they're, to But it's out there and you can buy it, thus here yeah. you go. Here's your review. Mm-hmm. And he and I think he said that their Discord has been very receptive to feedback. Which is good. Like this is a game that clearly came out of the oven too early. But again, just talking with Matt and reading his review and like doing a little bit of exploration around their community, they do seem pretty committed to like, we understand what isn't right yet and we are planning to make it right. 
which is very promising. So even if the game is not good now, I am absolutely looking forward to it this time next year. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to be reporting on a lot of those changes. So stay tuned so. if you want to hear. And there was a backlog in the year from Paul Shkreli. Yep. Oh, he's playing Star Ocean First Departure R. That's, that's a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the non-pixel remastered version of uh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 1? Yeah, that's yeah. right. I think we talked him into trying the PSP? No, the iOS version. Yes. Yeah, that was based off the PS... Sort of based off the PSP version. Yeah. Except there's no controller support. Which is very strange. But anyway. Yeah. Very strange. Um, very yeah. annoyed with iOS, iOS games that don't have controller support now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting annoyed with games, period, that don't have, co that don't have controller support. Yeah. Like, I'm very vexed at Sunhaven because we are now three months after their launch and they still don't have controller support in their PC version. And, like, they didn't even tell people that it wouldn't be in the PC version until the day it came out. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have controller support. It's like, um, we've been talking about controller support in the Discord for weeks, and no one managed to think that, oh, hey, all of those people in the Discord that are like, I really hope that I'm going to be able to play this with controller. No one bothered to say that you wouldn't be able to do that. No one. No one. Bueller. And to me, that's kind of an accessibility issue that it some is. people have a hard time playing on keyboard and and mouse. So to, to me, that's as bad as like not having subtitles in a game. Yeah. So, so. vexed because I would love to play that game, but I can't play it on keyboard and mouse. So, right. Yeah. Cool. I I think we're at the end of the show. Oh, okay. Hey, Sorry. Kelly, what are you going to be playing next week? Uh, Tales of Arise, and I'm uh, make me start up Hades tonight when we're talking. Will do. Josh, what are you going to be playing this week? More Hades, I think, yeah. Ooh. Try and get decent at it. I am going to continue streaming Final Fantasy IV Pixar Master and a little bit of Hades. And I just started Trails in the Thigh, the Sky, the Third. Trails in the night. Thigh. Yep. Trails hey. in the That's how that works. Hey, before starting a new Trails game, why don't you finish... Uh... Yeah. Neo World yeah. Ends with You. Yeah. yeah, I guess I could. Yeah. <laughs> and play, and you play are the like, game that you have a character in. How about that? You are like moments away from finishing the game. I'm I think not moments like, away. I'm a good 10 you're hours away. You're pretty close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like if you don't get sidetracked like I did, you'll blow through the, those last few days. Alright. <laughs> I will probably finish up Nocturne, and I'm certain to play some more Hades. Um, but I'm thinking of getting into Tales of Arise. That sounds interesting to me. So now I have to find yeah. a guide that says what DLC to get and what DLC to avoid. <laughs> uh, right now it's all costumes and boosts. But, like, the costumes give you skills. <laughs> oh, they do? Some of them do. Like, that's how weird it is. And so it's all, everything's a boost, though. So if you want it harder, don't get any DLC. But the question is, do I want it harder? I don't know. I'm looking for some opinions on that. Probably not going to get any. Ugh. Why does everything have to be so hard? It used to be, oh, I want the question. best experience. I buy the expensive version. I get all these cool extra things to say thank you for being a fan. And now you get the all these cool extra things that break the game. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. 
did I just make it worse by spending more? You might have. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's all I got. Anna, what are you playing? Um, I don't want to say because Kelly will yell. Oh, right. You you said tail, trails in the <laughs> thigh. Right. Okay. Cool. Thanks everybody for watching. Um, catch us live noon a.m. noon a.m. Pacific, nine Eastern. Noon a.m. Pacific. Yeah. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer on Saturdays, where we bring the show straight to you live with some streams of kitty cats or cross stitches or the video games we're talking about. Um, additionally, you can catch us at rpgamer.com. That's the main website and where you can leave feedback for the show, including answering our question of the week, which is... I gave <laughs> Blank another chance and it really clicked with me. Cocaine. All right. So thanks, everybody. We are going to um, go play some it. games. Yeah, let's go play some games. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.